did you get uh, we got an email from we actually got a couple of emails but one of them went directly to me I think uh, we got one from Michelle Rentner asking about uh, putting kombu in the rice cooker she said I have listened to your podcast about rice and sea, sea vegetables I wonder if you could clarify something I would like to put kombu in my rice cooker with my rice do I need to add kombu that has already been used to make dashi, rehydrated, or can I use some right from the package? If I can use the non-hydrated kombu, do I need to add some more water to the rice cooker? As rehydrating kombu can expand quite a bit. Oh, I didn't get that one. But no, she doesn't need, she can just add it. So like straight from the package, just stick it yeah. in with the rice? Yeah. And everything else as usual? Yeah, because it's, Yeah. Because okay. you're not going to be using a ton anyways. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other one actually went through Sushi Day. Um, and I'm saying it's a he because it says Nano Boy. Um, <laughs> they just signed it T-A. But he said, great podcast, thank you. I can't cook, but I love fish. Born in Japan, raised in the Bay Area. Anything that promotes fish in this country is probably better than people think. Every time I think about the kids, I'm just bewildered by the one-third obesity rate when kids think potatoes grow on trees. We have a problem in America. Sushi is fresh, raw, and ingredient-based, ideal for food education and talk. Can you also enlighten your listeners about more vegetable? Think gobo or renkon. I use them daily. Very hard to find, but definitely needed more in our lucky stores. You can find more info under Shojin Cooking. So, sounds like he oh. wants a, an episode about vegetables, which is probably good. Vegetables or even Shojin Cooking yeah. would be a great one to Definitely do, do sometime soon. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, those are the two emails we've gotten recently-ish. My biggest food news is the new Japanese cookbook out. Mm -hmm. We should do a post about that. I mean, post episode. Yeah. So, yeah, Japanese Farm Food by Nancy Hachisu, and it's amazing. And if we do an episode, that gives me a really good excuse to buy a copy. (laughs) Then we're doing an episode. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, How about you? Have you had anything? I have been eating a ridiculous amount of Japanese food. A couple a couple weeks ago, I think, Mitsuha had a Hokkaido fair. Oh, you got to go? Yes, yes. And so we went and got the ramen, which um, our Mitsuha, the one in Torrance, had both uh, shoyu and shio, which is the salt ramen. And they were good. The shio was really light, and the shoyu was delicious. Definitely preferred the shoyu of the two, but they were both really good. Uh, and then we got takoyaki. <laughs> of from, course. From one of the places that actually is permanently there. It wasn't part of the fair. And they also had melon uh, soft cream, 
which was Ooh. that melon that we talked about in the summer foods episode the uh, mm-hmm. musk melon yeah it was good S- such was a good really flavor good. yeah it was refreshing and it was a pretty warm weekend so it was good well all my japanese food lately has been bentos which is kind of appropriate it's totally appropriate because we're doing the bento thing tonight today <laughs> yes tonight sometime whatever it is right now right now this instant <laughs> yes we've got our bento episode which i kind of think of as one of your two main specialties bentos and onigiri really yes. i feel like i'm like no good at making bentos i don't know i just kind of associate bentos with you just like i associate onigiri with you speaking of which i had onigiri from mitsua a couple of days ago and it was not bad but it was a disappointment compared to the onigiri from uh, Japan. Uh, like, duh. Aww. <laughs> Not as good. See, I Sad get the onigiri face. thing. I get the onigiri thing, but all the bentos I make are for, really for squirrel. And they're so simple. I mean, I don't do anything fancy. And they tend to be kind of repetitive because she always wants an onigiri. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And she's a tiny little thing, and so I can't pack her a huge one, so there's no <laughs> point. In... <laughs> so I think it's hilarious that you associate me with bentos. I, I just always have. I think because you always talk about them. I love them. I know you do. And I, I think that's part of why I think of you when I think of bentos. Okay, so let's explain what a bento is. I guess that might be helpful. Okay, well, a bento is essentially a meal in a box and a lot of the time in Japan you can buy them from places in like train stations you know some uh, the the bottom level of department stores where they have a bunch of food shops often will have them and it's essentially just a bunch of food in a box Um, and a lot of people also make them at home and, you know, take them to work or send them with their kids to school. It's like a picnic in a box. Sort of. Totally. <laughs> Something like that. It's just kind of awesome. It's a little bit of magic. It is. <laughs> and the thing I think that I love the most about bentos is that unlike, say, having a sandwich for lunch where it's just one thing maybe with like a bag of chips or something that you're eating a bento you can have like a bunch of different things in there you can have rice you can have fish you can have all sorts of things well and it's totally representative of a japanese meal in general because Mm -hmm. they do bentos just like they do any other meal you've got like you said, you're not going to have just a sandwich. You're going to have, even if you were to have a sandwich, you're going to have like four other things in there, like little bits, and it's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're gorgeous. And some people get really creative with them. Yeah, in fact, there are a couple of uh, categories of bento making that are like crazy. They have competitions for them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can totally see that happening, but I had never heard of that. Yeah. So one of them is, um, well, I I tend to hear this term used for both categories, but they're actually two different names. But uh, I hear kyaraben used the most. And kyaraben is 
that translates to mean character bento, which is where they take like um, popular Japanese anime cartoon characters or like manga, which is Japanese comic books, or even video game characters, and they recreate them in these bentos. So like they take onigiri, Japanese rice balls, and form them to look like things and thin thin sheets of um, egg omelet, you know, and nori and all these things. And they are absolutely incredible, like works of art. Ridiculous. <laughs> I, I feel like I would completely fail as a Japanese mother just because I would never be able to make something even close to that artistic. Well, but never fear because not every <laughs> Japanese mother is like that. I hope not. Because I bet um, my mother would have been if we grew up in Japan. <laughs> the the other one that I think is slightly more doable, though the way some people do them, uh, yeah, right, not me. <laughs> um, but that's um, oikakiben, which is picture bento, and that's where you're making things look like people and animals, buildings, I mean, anything's flowers, plants, and that I can do on a very simple scale, but pathetically simple <laughs> whatever i've seen your bentos uh yeah maybe someone else's bentos that you're thinking of <laughs> no <laughs> your bentos look better than mine do the I fanciest can you that <laughs> the fanciest i get is like thinly sliced cheese and veggies that i use little mini veggie cutters <laughs> or cookie cutters to cut into shapes like that's the extent of my oikaki ben <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there there are a ton of different types of bento. I think in large part because bentos have been around for so long um, that they've just had a ton of time to develop like a bazillion different types of bento. Bentos originated even before about 1200 AD. Um, so that's a really freaking long time that bentos have been around. And they're still really popular today. Yeah, they've they've kind of waned in popularity and then gained popularity. It just kind of depends on, you know, the social climate. It was interesting to kind of read through some of the history where talking about how sometimes it was discouraged for, like, at one point in history, they started to discourage them because they started to be representative of which families had wealth and which didn't. And they were saying, oh, well, we shouldn't do that then, you know. But then, after World War II, they started to come into popularity again. And now they're very much back into the popular category. Oh, yeah. And I think um, they've become very popular outside of Japan as well. Uh, in part because of blogs like yours and some of the bento-specific blogs uh, that kind of have, I guess, exposed the rest of the world to the crazy kind of bentos that there can be. Yeah, and there are some amazing bento blogs out there. Like, if you want a really straightforward, practical, you know, anybody can do it type bento blog, um, I think maybe this may be the longest standing bento blog in English. Don't quote me on that. But um, it's <laughs> just totally bento. Sorry. Yeah, I know you will. <laughs> um, it's just justbento.com. Um, and there's the the author, Makiko Ito, actually has a cookbook out now, too. But that one is really approachable. Do you know how long her blog has been around? Because I feel like it's been there 
kind of forever. I think since it, I don't know. Let me see. I might have the answer. Because um, I've actually got her cookbook right here in front of me. Okay, so she actually, she started Just Bento in October of 2007. So, oh, okay. a while ago. Yeah, that was five years ago. Almost exactly. So, happy birthday, JustBento.com. Woohoo! October um, birthdays rock. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I may be biased. Yeah, so for all of our listeners, make sure you wish <laughs> make sure you wish Allison a happy birthday on October 20th. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, Tanjobi. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that I'm getting older. Yes, they do, mm -hmm. but you'll probably edit this out on me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <are> bentos. <laughs> So, as far as resources go, there are a lot of blogs out there, too, that show um, the the crazier side of bento making, and we'll have to throw up some links for a couple of those, too. So, I thought it would be good to to give some general guidelines for packing a bento. Sounds good. Let's do it. Espe especially for food safety reasons. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, like packing any type of lunch or meal that you're going to pack and then take with you, you know, you don't want to make yourself sick. <laughs> yeah, since it probably won't be refrigerated for the next, what, like four or five hours until you eat it. Right. We want um, to be safe and not make any of our reader listeners sick. Right. And so some of these... You know, some of the things you need to take into consideration are the type of container you're packing into. Because, say, like the traditional thermos type setup, those are designed to keep things hot or cold for longer periods of time, right? Right. But a lot of the bento boxes, they're not going to be equipped with that. So if you're really worried, you need to include like an ice pack. But you need to make sure you've properly cooked your foods, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Don't undercook things and then leave them out for several hours and then end up getting sick. Yeah. That would be bad. One of the classic bento techniques is to um, let your foods cool before packing them. Because if you pack your bento with your foods hot, you're going to get condensation forming as the steam comes off your food mm -hmm. and steam that accumulation that condensation of moisture is actually going to enable your food to go bad quicker that's so a good point anything to to eliminate excess liquid is really important and that's part of why uh umeboshi are very popular in bentos right they kind of pre help preserve the rice and Make sure it's yeah. going well, bad. And salt, you know, yeah. that's what they always say make sure you have some salt element for like your onigiri. I mean, mm -hmm. that's going to help keep things fresh longer. So you use uh, common sense. Yeah, common sense. Yeah. Another important aspect of Japanese bento making is visual presentation, which I love. I mean, that's yes. part of why I think a Japanese box lunch is so unique. And I think this is true for most food 
with the Japanese. They, they really take to heart the whole thing about eating with your eyes first. Yes. Um, because most things that they make are very, they, they pay great attention to the visual aspect of their food. Definitely. And then, of course, you know, keep it balanced. <laughs> um, and it's interesting to read different sources, different books and whatnot, um, because everybody kind of has their rules and they're all similar, but all a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some will say that a correctly balanced bento will have one part rice to one part okazu or side dishes, right? Because everything else is a side dish. Right. <laughs> so you got half of your bento being rice and the other half is everything else. Um, and then they say out of everything else, that other half that um, your ratio of fish or meat to vegetable should be one to two. So one part fish or meat to two parts vegetable. Kind of their way of making sure that you have a well-balanced meal. Instead of something that's, you know, all one type of food and then it's, you know, not as good for you. So you want to have, you want to be eating well and have a a good meal, a tasty meal, and also a healthy meal. And the thing that I love is because of the way they do it, it's actually easier to visually see how that breaks down. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's actually easier to, to pack a a balanced meal. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, it's a lot harder, like, if you're making a sandwich, it's it's kind of hard to see, you know, how how it breaks down if you've got a sandwich and then other things that are going with the sandwich. and. Yeah, you're just throwing things into plastic Ziploc baggies. Exactly. Or, Whereas yeah. this, like, you have a specific-sized container that you can split up very mathematically, use your fractions. This is how you teach your kids about fractions. And they totally do that. Well, I don't know if they use it to teach about fractions, but they really do break it up. I mean, they tend to be, you know, very... Very neat about it. Yeah, very neat. Let's talk a little bit more about the containers, because I think that's really interesting. Because they have so many... Like, since... Especially nowadays, bentos are so popular, and so many people make them at home, that they have... And I know you know more about this than I do, but they have such a variety of different types of containers, different designs of containers. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Sure. One of the oldest kinds is um, a wooden lacquer box. They are really expensive. (laughs) But they're gorgeous. Um, But they are beautiful. Uh, another type that's, I think, quite old, dates back quite a long time, is uh, a woven container made from woven bamboo leaves. Mm-hmm. And I really like them. I think they're really pretty. Um, and then now you have other types of wood that's more just like a almost not quite lacquered, um, more of a stained wood. Uh, you've got a lot of different types of plastic containers now um and then there are some aluminum ones as well mm-hmm. and yeah disposable ones if you're buying them at the convenience store 
Um, and there are a lot of companies outside of Japan that are starting to make their version of the bento box. I've been seeing all kinds of interesting takes on it pop up in, you know, like our grocery stores or mm-hmm. places like Target. And, yeah. And then uh, we've talked about them before, but the company Sistema, they make the um, Maihashi mm-hmm. that we talked about in our yes. Hashi episode. Um, Speaking they, of Hashi, we need to pick a winner. Two oh, winners. Yes. Anyways, they, <laughs> they have a whole line of boxes as well um, that are fabulous. So there are just there are so many options. And then if you want more of the like the thermos type setup, um, you know, companies like Zojidushi have fabulous, mm-hmm. really high quality um, systems. Am I? I may be remembering this wrong, but isn't there a company, Mr. Bento, that makes bento boxes? I could be completely remembering this wrong. It's I may actually, be editing this out. Actually, sounds vaguely familiar. I saw something at Fresh and Easy that was huh. bento something. I don't know. I love Fresh and Easy. Um, because I, I, if you know uh, Evo Sin, uh, feisty foodie. She used to have a bento blog a few years ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. She would uh, bring a bento to work every day and kind of document what she brought. Um, And I think she kind of dropped off of maybe a year or two ago. You know why it sounds familiar? Mr. Mr. Bento is one of the um, types of zojidushi, their lunch jars. Oh, then maybe that's... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because I know she would... I, I seem to remember her talking about Mr. Bento containers and really loving them. Yeah. In fact, I'm a dork because I own two of them. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how bad my day has been. Uh, <laughs> no, with, they look like giant thermoses, right. but they've got um, four bowls that are actually microwavable. So, because you know, usually a thermos, you can't microwave. Right. Right. But, so, but it keeps like everything. stackable. Yeah. So that all the little bowls stack inside. I'm going to be giving one away actually. Oh, well then. So I don't. Once you have that giveaway up, we will include an, a link in our show notes. Yeah. As soon as I can launch, I've actually got a bento series that I'm launching and hopefully. Jeez, why is it not up already? <laughs> I know. Because I can't keep up. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, a ton of different types of containers. So, okay, so I want to know... Have you had a chance to make yourself a bento? No. No, but I did... Uh, I haven't quite had a chance to, to make myself one. But in the spirit of thinking about bentos... I did buy a bunch of skimono. I've been eating skimono like crazy the last couple of weeks. Nice. Well, yes. they make a really fabulous thing to add to a bento. Exactly. And we we keep thinking about the bentos that we um, had in Japan, which were amazing and are way better than the bentos I've seen here. Because they just, they have such a ridiculous amount of different interesting things um but they all had 
several various types of skimono in them, which I thought was just pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I've been I've started buying skimono um, and eating a ton of it, which I don't know why I didn't do this before, but you know. I don't know why you didn't either. I don't know. Obviously, there's something wrong with me. Obviously. <laughs> okay, well then, you've motivated me. I filmed a video today <gasps> of, <laughs> of one idea for a quick fix bento. It's especially good for little kids, but it's totally adaptable mm -hmm. for adults. Um, and I will, my goal is to have that up in time for this episode. Have until Monday. Have until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just, I want everybody to see how easy it is. And really, you don't have to use Japanese food. This one is more of a Japanese bento. But even that, I want people to see that it's shouldn't be hard unless you want to do some crazy you know character one <laughs> yeah good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> we want pictures if you do yeah because I think that's fun and uh, if you do make bentos um, I've started a hashtag and I think we could totally use it for me so hungry as well um, but in the spirit of sharing and encouraging each other and, uh, you know, generating ideas, tweet, tweet pictures of your bentos um, using the hashtag bento buddy. Bento buddy. I love it. <laughs> I can't take credit for it. My friend Noriko, <laughs> I think all my good ideas come from her, but <laughs> she came up with the hashtag. We're going to get her to have her own blog one of these days. Yeah. Between I, you and me, we, we're going to get her, <laughs> even though I, I don't know, know her. I know. I keep telling her, and she laughs at me. So, me so hungry listeners, tell Rachel's <laughs> friend Noriko that she needs to have a blog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have bentos growing up? I've been trying to think. I don't believe so. Shame on your mother. What kind of Japanese is she? second generation <laughs> did you call that an excuse <laughs> just kidding I blame my grandmother or my grandmother's mother well at Since least my your grandma grandmother came over here when I was when she was three so at least your grandmother fed you skimono right yes this is very true so at least and she I totally did grow up with sushi so okay there's so. that there's some forgiveness there <laughs> <laughs> yes so what was your favorite thing in the bentos um, that you guys ate in Japan? Where do I begin? I, I don't think I can have a favorite thing. Um, I think there were a, lo a, a few things that really stood out for both myself and for Sun. Because um, he was just completely obsessed with the bentos in Japan. I think we, we went back to Ueno Station quite a few times while we were in Tokyo because they had a place that, sell, that sold bentos. Um, and any time that it was late and Sun was still hungry, 
<laughs> we would go back for a bento. Um, but one thing that uh, he really liked was how they had different types of rice. Like you wouldn't just get the plain normal white rice um, in the bento. Some of the ones that we got had two or three different types of rice and they were like white rice mixed with different grains and like three different types of just random things mixed with the rice and it was so good and so pretty too it's i mean there's gorgeous. the visual aspect yeah oh, yeah, yeah. i'm definitely going to include some of the photos from our japan bentos uh in the show notes um i think one of the big things that really stood out for me was the variety of skimono that would uh, come in the bento boxes and also just the variety of foods like you'd get grilled fish you would get tempura you would get skimono and rice and you know all sorts of things all kinds of little side salads yeah yeah it was just kind of crazy how many different interesting things that there were that you know it's not like you're just eating another boring everything's the same sort of meal like everything's different everything's interesting and there's i I keep going back to the variety um because i guess that really made an impression on me of what a variety of things you would get in a single bento box and it was just really good so why don't you tell us about some of your bento experiences I mean, lately they've all been making them. <laughs> when was when was the first time you had a bento? Sometime during the first time living in Japan. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. It may have been. It may have been one from a konbini, a, a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, though you know, my most favorite bento memories come from helping my neighbor make things for her daughter's bento that those were my first experiences with learning Japanese cooking I mean she's Miki her name's Miki she um she's the person who taught me how to make my first onigiri she's the person that taught me how to make gyoza um and so mentioned her before yeah so it may have been just through her. I don't know. That's cool. That's fun. I do remember standing in a 7-Eleven in the bento mm-hmm. section for like 30 minutes just staring at everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, just totally blown away at, like you said, the variety. It's just insane. Because, I mean, we we have some places here in the U.S. that sell decent bentos, but they are nothing compared to the bento boxes you can get in Japan. I mean, we've got some good ones here, but I, I have not found anything that even compares in the slightest to the variety and really just the variety and the quality of the foods of the bento boxes in Japan. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. And I guess 
it works there because you have so many people buying bento that there's enough turnover that mm-hmm. they have the luxury of being able to have that variety. Right, right. And that totally makes sense. Plus, I think some of the things that they put in bentos over there might not sell as well over here just because they're maybe a little bit more exotic. And I think here people are more expecting, you know, the more what's more commonly seen as Japanese food in the U.S. And Americans have fickle palates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) Me too. I want a bento box. Oh, man. I thought of something good that I ate this week. Yeah? I made tofu a couple of times last week. Mm-hmm. And I used the tofu, when was that? Yesterday, I guess? Like a day or two ago, something like that. Yeah, and I made um, a vegetarian version of taco rice. Mm, that sounds really good. Yeah, and I only had a bite because I'm actually doing a three-day green smoothie detox. But oh. You crazy woman, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it for... October unprocessed. Here's another reason for people to make bentos. That so, is an excellent reason. Yeah. So this month, my our amazing friend Andrew <laughs> Wilder, mm-hmm. he writes a blog, EatingRules.com. Um, this is his third third, year. He third official in year. 2010 yeah. was his first uh, first public year. I yeah. think 2009 he had done it with some friends. Yeah. Um, but um, he does a thing called October Unprocessed where he challenges you to cut as much unprocessed food out of your as life. processed food. I mean, uh, processed. <laughs> yeah, we want unprocessed. Yes. Thank you. Uh, as you can, you know, whatever, whatever kind of change you are willing to make mm-hmm. just for the month of October. He says, even if it's one day. Um, and... He's got all kinds of great information on his site right now for that. But really, a bento would be a fabulous way to do that because, you know, you'd look forward to eating it and it would be something fun and new. And most of the things that go into bento boxes anyways are, for the most part, whole foods, unprocessed. I mean, the the one thing that comes to mind that isn't necessarily would be skimono if you're buying it from the store because half the time they've got, like, MSG or random stuff in it. But for the most part, you can make a bento with completely whole foods, completely unprocessed foods, and it'll be fantastic. And it's not that hard. So, yeah, it is a good way to go. October unprocessed bentos. Yes! (laughs) It's perfect! (laughs) Let's pick our winners. Yeah. For the Silicon Saibashi that we uh, gave away um, in our Japan episodes, we got eight comments, but Kate said not to include her, so we got seven comments. So we are picking two winners that we will be shipping this to. So the first winner is number two, which uh, would be uh, Iriana. 
So number two. Woohoo! Yay! And then our second winner is number seven, who is Carla. So, Woohoo! Yay! So those are our two winners, and um, we will be emailing you to get your shipping information so that we can send them to you. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> We hope you guys love your uh, Saibashi because I, Sun and I have been using ours a ton. We love it. They're amazing. They are. We, we use them to cook like everything. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. So now that we've wrapped all this up in a nice little to-go box for you... <laughs> We're episode. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments or anything about Bento, we have, as always, a ton of ways that you can contact us. And yeah. the great thing is that you can get us to go. <laughs> but we will not ask you if you'd like fries with that. <laughs> no, but we will give you chopsticks with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have a bunch of different ways that you can connect with us, and we love it no matter which way you choose. So if you'd like to call us and leave us a message, we have two ways you can do that. You can either call us and leave us a message at 657-4-MISOFI. That's 657-464-7639. Or if you're not in the U.S., you can leave us a message on Skype. Our Skype name is Miso Hungry Podcasts all one word. You can always tweet us on Twitter. Our Twitter name is at MisoTalk. We do have a Facebook fan page, so you can go like us over there. Go hang out with us. You can email us at MisoHungryPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we have our website where our episodes and our show notes and once in a blue moon we have taco tidbits. That is at misofy.com. That's M-I-S-O-F-Y dot com. And lastly, of course, our weekly begging for ratings and reviews on iTunes. Because, <laughs> because it makes us really happy every time we see a new review or more ratings. And if you do, we will say, Arigato I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutchings. And you've been listening to the Me So Hungry podcast. The podcast that advocates the bento buddy system.